The clock told him it was seven in the morning. Please, God, let her not be up. Please, please, God, I'll do anything. There wasn't a great deal else in his room. His mother had confiscated most of his toys. He had hidden Vulture, a rubber bird he'd won as a prize at a fair, so she couldn't take him away. He could smell urine, overlaid with the rubberized odor of the special sheet she put on his bed to protect the mattress. He hated the smell of that sheet and its cold, sticky feel. He got up and lifted the duvet. There was an oval-shaped wet patch, but it really wasn't too bad. She probably wouldn't notice. His pyjama bottoms were sodden, however. He pulled on a pair of underpants. They were too large for him and the elastic had gone in the waist. His mother didn't believe in wasting money on new clothes for him, and that included underwear. Everything he wore was second-hand. Holding the Y-fronts up with one hand, the bundled-up pyjamas in the other, he pushed open his bedroom door. The flat, just off Gloucester Place in central London, was small with two bedrooms, a galley kitchen and a bathroom, all opening onto a central living area. She had been up late with his Uncle Phil, the producer of the show she presented, the BBC's Let's Dance. Monica Fuller was one of the arts correspondents. She specialised in dance. Big was Uncle Phil's nickname for her. It stood as he liked to put it. And I do say like to put it, as the actress said to the bishop. Phil liked to say. For big hair, big tits, big glasses. His colleagues found the nickname very funny. Uncle Phil was famous for his sense of humour at the corporation. He was very popular there. He was one of the lads. The boy looked nervously out at the lounge, where the table was covered with several wine glasses, some half full. She must have had more than one friend round. Hers were easy to identify. They were marked with crescent moons from the very red lipstick she favoured. They'd used a couple of the glasses as an ashtray. Now they were full of a greying mass of sludge and cigarette ends and a couple of roaches from smoked joints. She must still be asleep, he thought. Good. I can bury these in the washing basket and wash them later when she's at work. He was halfway across the room when the door to her bedroom opened and she appeared. What are you doing sneaking around? She demanded. Nothing, Mummy, he said defensively. What's that you've got? Give it me. He handed over the wet trousers, his stomach knotting in fear and misery. Please, God, please let her not be too angry, he prayed. He could smell the stale alcohol and cigarettes on her breath as she leaned over him. God, you sicken me, you dirty little sod she said with genuine disgust. It's no wonder your father left. She had on a housecoat with nothing underneath, showing a lot of cleavage. He stared at her large, heavy breasts, blue-veined with fascinated repulsion. I'll have to punish you now, she said. I should have been firmer with you from the word go. Phil says I mollycoddle you. She turned and opened the sideboard drawer and took out a heavy old-fashioned wooden ruler. Hold your hand out, she commanded. He did as he was told, and six times the pain flared up his arm from his palm as she beat him, making him count out the strokes. Although he was in agony, he refused to cry. He would do that later. Now go to your room so I don't have to look at you, and stop trembling, your pathetic little girl is sickening, and don't forget it's your dance class after school. I'd better see some improvement. You're supposed to be my son, for God's sake. You could at least learn to stick to a basic rhythm. It's not exactly difficult. It's not rocket science. Just fucking try, will you? If that's not too much to ask. He did as he was told. 
closing the door gently behind him. He sank down on the floor and cradled Vulture. Now he would let himself cry. I hate you, he whispered to his absent mother. But it wasn't true. He didn't hate her at all. It was himself he knew he should hate. He was bad. He deserved to be punished. He was worthless. It's what he'd been taught, and he was a good pupil. He was very diligent. In the flap of his school satchel was the letter he'd been given from school. It began, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Fuller, I am delighted to tell you that Gideon has won the class award for outstanding ability.